there's 20 NFL starters in the world at any one time. If you're a quarterback and you're not one of those 20 guys and you're a backup, there that is not a bad thing, okay? Not everyone that plays quarterback in college and even plays it at a high level and even wins the Heisman is going to be a starter in the NFL. It's just, you know, there's circumstances, there's injuries, there's there's where you play, there's who you play for, there's, you know, what is your schedule look like the first couple of years you get thrown to the wolves i mean there's all kinds of different factors that factor in as to who's going to have a successful nfl career at quarterback so landry jones played in the league got some starts was a backup i don't think there's anything to uh look down on about the career that landry jones had but that's just me Let's see. He made in six seasons uh, just over four point one million dollars. Okay. I would uh, I would take that if I had the yeah. opportunity. Maybe he made a little bit. Well, wait. Actually, career earnings he made about five. Yeah, he made over five. So, yeah, that's 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 a nice life there. Yeah, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I I don't know how Dylan Gabriel translates to the NFL. You know, I've. I've been wrong about guys before, and um, yeah, I've been right about guys before. I would say that, um, you know, he's he's not your prototype. He's a little undersized. He's left-handed. I don't, you know, I I don't know that the left-handed thing is necessarily a big knock, but I've been told it's a bigger factor on throwing the ball and catching the ball than. Then you know, then maybe it's the, the people think. Um, I'm still kind of hesitant on that, but I'll yield that to the people that know the position better. Um, so I don't know how he translates to the league. I'll say this: I he's he's not your six foot four, uh, rifle arm, big, strong, athletic guy that they're typically looking for. Sure, your Josh Allen's. Your Mahomes, your uh, Andrew Luck type of like those are the big durable bodies that they're typically looking for. Even your Dak Prescotts who get paid millions yeah, exactly. of dollars and don't know to slide in bounds and get to the two minute warning instead of running out of bounds with two minutes and one second on the clock, thus virtually giving the Philadelphia Eagles an extra timeout late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Guys like that is who we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Hosea. Which he is, but he is the he is the type of guy I am talking about physically though. Big Strong. He's a 230-plus-pound dude with a big arm. Um, now, okay, some game management notwithstanding, that's who they're looking for. Camo Sooner says, are y'all aware of the travel problems the Oklahoma sports media guys <laughs> are having getting to Orlando? It's insane. I think everyone that's trying to hop on a plane in the in the country is having a tough time traveling right now. What, what's saw, going on? It's a mess, dude. Well... Ooh. I don't know. I think the the logistics are are really difficult. Whenever you had obviously weather that made its way across what two thirds of the United States, that was pretty much you know shut everything down, and you had all those cancellations. So they have I think they have planes that are all in different locations of where they should be, 
and it has just led to, like, I'm sure there's like a, a computer program that does all this stuff, and after that storm rolled through, it said, man, screw this. You guys can do it yourselves. I'm out. <laughs> and <laughs> we're left trying to figure things out. I love out. that mentality. I saw a screenshot. Uh, but, yeah, that's, hey, that's taken from the Teddy Lehman book right there. Um, but I saw a screenshot of one of the, like the, you know, the screens that have all the flight information and the entire thing, incoming and outgoing flights, it was all red for yep. canceled. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. At uh. some point, uh, there's going to be a pilot that's going to, you know, walk in the terminal and be like, who's going to Philadelphia? Let's go. I got the keys right here. Jump on. And make a ton of money off that, right? Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully you guys are able to make it to Orlando. Been making fun of A&M for a calendar year or for over a year now of uh, faking out of their bowl game last year, faking COVID. Um, it would be bad if OU fakes uh, plane issues not to go to – well, I guess they're already well, in Well, they're Orlando. already down there. Already down there. Now, I wouldn't I, – I think we should use this as an opportunity uh, for the broadcast crew to maybe – get hung up and not be able to go down there and call yeah, the game. Yeah, do one of those ESPN broadcasts where yeah. you're broadcasting the game but not actually on site. Those always sound great. Three seconds late where everyone's already seen everything that we're about to talk about. Yeah, it would be great. great. Uh, well, how was, uh, how was Christmas? Because you oh, are – you are, you're like at the – not you, your son is like at the perfect age for Christmas. Like this is kind of the golden years for you guys as a family. It is. It's great. My son was, he had a ton of fun. Uh, we went to see the family. It was great. We hit the trifecta um, of, of crazy things that can happen. We had pipes freeze. Oh, no. We had my brother-in-law fell through the ceiling. Love that. And we had my brother dropping F-bombs in a room full of kids. Okay? It sounds so, like a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stars Cousin Eddie or something like that, like a yeah. remake of Christmas Vacation. That's that's great. The, uh, the free spot on the bingo card in the center is my brother drops F-bombs that in a goes, room full of right, kids. Right. That goes without saying. And probably talking about <laughs> Santa while he's doing it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. Um, good stuff. The kid, my son, got an Xbox. How about that? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I think I actually saw that. I saw you unwrapping or holding up Metallica tickets as a gift. I'm like, wait a minute. He told me like yeah. two weeks ago he's going to this concert. So yep. was this actually like you, you got a gift to something you already planned on going to? Well... My wife and I, our gift exchange is something that's kind of negotiated months in advance. You know, it's not like uh, it's not like we are scrambling last minute to get each other anything. It's just like if I say, "Hey, I want to do this," my wife's like, "Great, yeah, that's your Christmas present." And it's like, "Okay, I'm I'm willing to to sacrifice that." Perfect. And same thing with her. Yeah. Well, hey, glad you're going to see uh, your favorite band. Well, how about you? Uh, did you oh. guys have to canvas uh, the area to go see everyone? Uh, not really. We hosted on Christmas Eve and then drove down to Verdon, America yesterday. So I stayed wow. pretty local for the most part. Wasn't Look bad, at bad, you. Wasn't bad at all. You've hosted like seven events Dude. at your house this, this year. You, you were God. on the, uh, the holidays tour of homes. 
you had the the good friends Christmas, the bad friends Christmas, and then you hosted the actual Christmas at your house. You guys are on a roll, man. Yeah. New I, Year's party? Let's go. N- please, God. I hope we're, we're not hosting <laughs> a New Year's party. I mean, it's it's fun. Like, there's definitely advantages to hosting instead of having to drive somewhere. But it's like the stress level that exists in your house starting at about two hours before the event. It's, it's, it's pretty rough, man. And I, I, I think you know what I'm talking about here. Well, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And... The stress isn't coming from you. It's being forced on you, exactly. right? Exactly. Oh, I feel the stress. I'm stressed, but it's, right. it's coming from somewhere else, sure. Oh, that's great. <sighs> yeah. Good, good stuff. Times. All good right. Times. Let's hit an opening timeout. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44, uh, exit 104, right here in Newcastle. Tons of great stuff going on. I'm hanging outside the Front Row Sports Bar. Always got happy hour, 3 to 6, every single day. Hit us on the text line, 651 651- Three four three nine. We'll be back. Opinions, you've got them. We want to interact with the show there. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. One bowl game currently in progress. We got the Quick Lane Bowl going on early third quarter. New Mexico State uh, leads Bowling Green fourteen nothing. So, for some of you that are in the Ref Royal Rumble, this score is uh, very very important. New Mexico State over Bowling Green fourteen nothing, and the uh, bowl games really start to get kicked off. Tomorrow, Oklahoma State plays late. Uh, you got OU on Thursday, but this is going to be a pretty good week for bowl games. Speaking of uh, OU's game on Thursday, I heard this stat earlier today. Florida State guy was like, hey, uh, how has OU been against the run this year? And I said, well, statistically not very good. And he said, oh, well, Florida State has rushed for over 200 yards in seven consecutive games now, their longest streak in decades. Yeah. They can run the football. Haven't talked they, a whole lot about that, but they, they can yeah. run the ball. They can, um, you know, and a lot of that stems from having a dual-threat quarterback who's done a good job. Their offensive line is a little bit better than it's been previously. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, Tyler, it's interesting. Um, I... I actually did a podcast with some Florida State guys. Ah, I did that this morning. Which Were you on Double Fries, No Slaw? Double Fries, No Slaw. No. Oh, okay. Um, what is that? <laughs> it's a podcast I was on this morning. They covered Florida State. I didn't ask the reason of their name, but it's unique. That's for sure. I was on with, you'll love this, Bud Elliott. Oh, God. And is it Ingram <laughs> Smith? I think, yeah, Ingram uh, Smith. Yeah, oh, uh, wow. They do a Florida State podcast, and I think it's Noel cast. And, you know, it was interesting. I came away from that discussion. It was over an hour feeling a little bit better about Oklahoma's chances than I did going in. Okay. Not a substantial amount, but just a, a little bit better. Can I can I guess why? Because I had a similar feeling this morning. Even though sure. like my early week feel, I don't feel great about things. What they relayed to me is that they're a little shaky in the secondary. And yeah. if you look at their results like that – 
that proves out. Like, they, they played Florida their last game, and Florida was a very average team this year. They finished 6-7. and seven. Anthony Richardson was a dynamic playmaker for them, but not great throwing the ball. Like, Florida hit on some things offensively against Florida State their last game of yeah. the year. So that's, that's kind of what I thought, too, is like, all right, well, OU, like, we'll see what type of running game they have. They're going to have to throw the ball downfield. They've got no other choice. And it kind of feels like they might be able to do that against these guys. Yeah. I, now, I think this is right. I could be wrong. But I think their last five wins where they got all of that momentum because they were four and three going into that that final stretch where they won five straight. But I think those five wins were all against like backup quarterbacks and teams that had been decimated by injury. Um, Let's see. Florida, we talked about them. Louisiana. Syracuse, Miami wasn't good. Georgia Tech, I think it made already fired their coach by then. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but they they hadn't faced top level quarterbacks. Like the good quarterbacks they faced throughout the year, they lost to Wake, NC State, Clemson. Um, they did beat LSU early, 24-23. Um, but that was a different LSU team at that point. Right. I mean, it, so, I don't know. There's 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 a little bit of of optimism there from me. Um, you know, I it, it's clearly going to be an uphill battle. But the fact that we're we've got so many guys that we're going to be missing that have opted out. I think just having the extended time helps tremendously now it doesn't wipe away that disadvantage but it's different than being down you know five six starters you know right before you know you got during game week you find out about it right they've had plenty of time to work those guys in try and maybe you know, morph the offense and defense around some of those guys and, and give them some help in some places and build a game plan that is uh, achievable, that, that you can pull off, you can execute with not your, your top talent out there. Yeah. few things. First, the text line. There's two different texts here. Double fries, no slaw is a Cane's chicken reference. The other ah. one says, I'm pretty sure the double fries, no slaw is a Zaxby's reference. Yeah. So a battle of the chicken places. I, I don't know which one. Maybe it sounds more like Canes, because Canes has slaw, right? Yeah. I, well, I think I think that's a common thing. I, I guess it makes sense. You know, don't you feel like they're trying to to pull one over on you whenever like you get two sides, you can get French fries and then coleslaw, and with coleslaw. It's like this tiny little cup. It yeah. looks almost like the size of a dip. Yep. They're, they're trying to pull one over on you right there. So you go ahead and double up the fries instead of having a pro move, a, a worthless throwaway side. And I'm not suggesting that coleslaw is not any good. There's some good coleslaw out there. But, you know, when you're getting it in a drive-thru and they're giving it to you in, like, the size of one of those little ketchup containers <laughs> you used to have to fill up at the over there at the, uh, you know, where you get the utensils and stuff, like, that's not a side. 
Well, with the way things are going now in the food industry, I wouldn't be surprised if now it's like, oh, double fries? Actually, that's going to be a $5 upcharge now. Used to be free. Now it's a $5 upcharge. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they, they had the opinion that, you know, there's a long layoff. Uh, maybe their offense isn't in sync early on. They had the opinion that Florida State's going to try to pound the ball early on. Again, they rushed for over 200 yards the first seven games. They say, yeah, expect a heavy dose of the run game early in this game since because yeah. of the long layoff, which that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Yep, I, 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 would, uh, I would expect that as well. And I, I'm betting that the defensive staff probably was right there expecting it also. That doesn't mean that we can stop it. Now, does it? Um, Accurate. But you, but you would hope that with as many practices as they're going to have and as many film sessions, that it should be a little bit more difficult to uh, – like our real problem hasn't necessarily been getting pushed around. Our problem has been being misaligned and missing tackles. That's been the real – issue with our run run defense right yeah so you would hope that through all of these practice practices that that would be something that maybe you're a little bit better at and maybe that's hoping too much i uh, i made a comment to those guys something to the effect of well you know a lot of times bowl games come down to you know who actually gives a rip in this game but i think florida state actually gives a rip and they asked a question that you and i really haven't talked about they said okay well what's What's OU's give-a-rip meter in this game? Do they care? Do they care about being here after a disappointing year? And I thought, okay, that's an interesting thought. And my response was, yeah, I, I, like, I feel like OU's give-a-rip meter is going to be pretty high in this one. Um, you don't want to finish with a losing record. I think that that's on the table. They understand that. But with the opt-outs and the amount of young guys that are going to be playing – yeah. I think that that naturally, you know, those guys want to come in and kind of cement their spot for next year, or at least help with that. Like, I don't, I don't question OU's give a rip meter in this game. Should I? No, no, I'm, I'm with you. You know, if you think about it, if you're going to be starting a bunch of new guys, there's a high level of anxiety that comes with getting your first real start, or you know, it's still one of the, the only handful of starts that you've had. And with that anxiety comes the need to prepare, over-prepare, go back over your notes, have one more film session, uh, one more quick walkthrough after practice over a blitz that you messed up. Like, that's what happens whenever you're, you're just now getting thrown into the mix. Now, if you're a senior and you've been there, and you're down in Orlando for an extended time, there's, you know, there's the um, the willingness to go see what Orlando has to offer, hmm. so to speak. Okay. And I, it may be a little bit different if you're down in Florida for the Orange Bowl, right? But you're down there for the Cheez-It Bowl. You're 6-6. Six and six. I know those guys want to finish with a winning record and be 7-6. and six. But at the end of the day, you know, this isn't some. This isn't a life or death situation where this is really going to affect like how you're viewed, how this team is viewed. 
it's almost better to be playing younger guys. I mean, to a certain degree. Now, talent-wise, that's something that you're not going to be able to make up for. But as far as, like, locking in on the details, like if they've got the ability to physically get it done, uh, you know, I think it's a – there's a chance that this – it's not necessarily the worst thing ever. They – this won't come as a surprise. They're pretty confident. There was a – there's a point made that, you know, they don't think that they have to play their best game to win. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe that's the case. We'll see. Jim in Arlington says, if the OU offense goes quick, three and outs, it's going to be a long ge- a day for the OU defense with no rest. Yeah. Well. Well, here's the thing that I know. All right. I know that everything in this game screams Florida State. Everything. Roster. Where it's played. How the two teams ended the season. Like there, there's, there's all the, all of these things that are just screaming at you that Florida State's going to win the game and win it easily. They're a nine and a half point favorite. I still think it's going to be ten or more by the time it's kicked off on Thursday. But I can't tell you why. I can't point to anything. Other than everyone is so sure that it's going to happen is why it won't. That's the only thing. The right? Athletic 13, all 13 of their riders picking Florida State yeah. to win gives you some confidence. Yeah, it's it's just the 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 nature of how things go, man. I uh, I don't feel great about it. I'm looking at the amount of money, the percentage of money, and the percentage of bets that have been wagered on FSU, 74% of the bets are on FSU, and 78% of the money is on FSU. Jeez. <laughs> so that's all I need to hear. To uh, Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but a cover is better than a win at this point. Hey, and maybe <laughs> if there's not a Big 12 officiating crew, that could mean 14-point swing in OU's favor, right, after what we saw in a few games this year, officiating-wise. Yeah. If this is a Fair. Big 10 refereeing crew, then uh, maybe they'll actually uh, you know, pick up the flag or, or not pick up the flag, I guess, after a, a helmet-to-helmet in the end zone or something like that. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Now, I will say it's interesting that that topic was brought up on the uh, the podcast I did on the Noel cast, and it was something that they asked about the officiating this year, and and uh, will, we, will we be looking forward to getting out of there? So, some people around the country had noticed the the anomalies going on with Oklahoma and Texas this year. Interesting. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on here from Newcastle Casino. Hit us on the text line six five one three four three nine. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food stall box, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
It is the rush on the ref. Air Cover Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Tyler and Teddy with you until 6 p.m. this evening. Let's see. This uh, text from the 918 says, All I give a rip about is OU not getting embarrassed in this game. I can't believe that that's where we're at with some. Don't care. Just don't get embarrassed. Well, I don't think they're going to get embarrassed. What do, what do we qualify as embarrassed? Um, 20 points or more. Is that 21 points or more? Is that, is that good? Yeah. I think, I mean, I guess you could lose by 17 and get embarrassed if you just t- – a ton of penalty. Like, you just look like a bad football team. Like, you didn't take I advantage guess, of yeah, your time. You could lose by three and get embarrassed. If you've got the game in control and totally fall apart down the stretch, right? I mean, the Cleveland Browns lost by seven. Of different ways to look, and at. they got completely embarrassed this weekend. <laughs> right? Oh man, yeah. What a weekend! Interesting weekend in the uh, in the NFL. Denver Broncos Far. are now without a head coach, which. Um, I hate to watch a head coach in his first year get fired because the $250 million quarterback they brought in is playing like a third stringer. And that's why he's getting fired. Sure. That's that's frustrating to watch. I don't know. Have we ever seen anything like this? Like Russell Wilson will be a Hall of Famer someday. Um, even at the rate that he's playing right now in Denver. He's won a Super Bowl before. I, I don't – and maybe this situation exists. But to go from that level of play to this year look like one of the worst quarterbacks in the – I can't think of another instance where we've seen that, like this dramatic, this quick. Yeah, especially whenever you're 100% healthy. The only thing I can think of is poo holes whenever he went to the Angels after signing that massive – $350 million yeah. 10-year Well, deal. he was lying about his <laughs> right? age for years. He was actually eight years older than what he had been telling everyone. I, and I don't even know how that he was necessarily bad. He just disappeared for eight years. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um, it, Russell Wilson has – he, he annoyed pretty much, I think, everyone – but he won and played at a at a really high level, so there wasn't a whole lot you could really say. You didn't have much ammunition. But now that he annoys everyone and he's played horrible, uh, everyone's kind of finally piled on. Oh yeah, I Did heard you see the, I, I heard one uh, the, yesterday. Um, you know that Danger Witch Subway commercial that he had that was so cringy. Someone was saying yesterday, yeah. like, "Geez, there's more ingredients in the Danger Witch than he's had touchdown passes this year." It's like, whoa, Have whoa. you seen there's a there's a tracker, so I guess the home he bought in the Denver area is a gigantic twenty five million dollar house and it's got twelve bathrooms. And they've had this tracker going all season where he's got more bathrooms in his house yeah. than he does touchdown passes. Yeah. And they're finally tied. Twelve touchdown passes, <laughs> twelve bathrooms. Uh, and we'll see if he finally gets uh, over the hump. 
pretty funny. You, uh, I told you who some in the Denver market want to hire as their next head coach, right? Uh, Lincoln Riley. Yep. Yep. They want to bring Omi Ulshu out sure. for Denver. Which I – if the L.A. Rams job was open this offseason and McVay really wants to go do television, I would um, – we will have serious conversations about that one. If the Chargers job is open this offseason, Justin Herbert's there – like, yeah, we'll probably have a conversation about that. I don't I don't think Muleshoe uh, would be running to Denver to take that job. Just a hunch I there. don't know. Hang on a second here. I'm just looking at this map, and all you do is take I-25 South, Denver to Vermejo, Tyler, <laughs> is not very far. Uh. That's, so that's where his maybe new home he will is take that. this time around when he gets the job. He's like, I don't want the house in Denver. I want it in Vermejo, please. Yeah. Hell, it's a helicopter in every morning. Leave leave the house uh, in Vermejo in the chopper at 4 a.m., and you're in uh, you're in Denver at the facility before well, you know it. pay attention. That one's actually – that's – hey. USC plays, I believe, one week from today in the Cotton Bowl. And if he says, hey – I'm not going to be the head coach, the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals after the game. Then that that will that will signal that he'll be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Pay attention to that press conference, trying to throw you yeah. off the scent again. Yeah, uh, that would be uh, that would be interesting. Now, who who bought the uh, Broncos? So um, it was it's the Walton Penner family. So, okay, like the Waltons essentially are sure in the Broncos now. Okay. Couldn't remember who who purchased it, um, but yeah. I think well, like Sam Walton's daughter and maybe her husband. Like that's that's what that dynamic is, and then some others in there as well. But I think that's how the Waltons are involved: is the daughter and maybe yeah, the, her like, husband. I'm bored, honey. Why don't we buy a NFL football team? It'll give us something to do on the weekends. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go ahead and throw down a couple billion and buy well, an NFL franchise. It looks like they're being managed by a uh, couple of uh, a couple on the weekends. <laughs> 4 and 11 this year. That's what they've resembled. Oh man. Uh, I saw something about I was looking at Russell Wilson's contract and uh, they may cut him. I think they I'm not sure how much of it is guaranteed. Maybe it's all guaranteed, but I, they just had like a screenshot up showing like the cap hit and all this stuff. Like they they are dead, dead. Yeah, with Russell Wilson as their it's quarterback, awful, they already man. gave it's away. Awful. They don't have a first round picks. pick this year to help right their situation. Like, no. it, it's 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 awful. They have nothing. There 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 is no out for them. It's tough. All right, um, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back. This holiday season, give the gift of fitness to those you love. When you give someone a YMCA gift card, you're giving them the opportunity to thrive in their community, reach their goals, and try new things. Purchase all of your holiday gifts in one place this year at the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Come visit them in person off of Robinson and Flood or learn more online at ymcanorman.org.
Davis Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Hey, if you ran into a uh, busted pipe, was it a busted pipe you ran into this weekend like Teddy did? Call Cavens, 405-573-3048 or uh, cavensconstruction.com. Busted pipe, is that what you said earlier? Is that what happened? Well, some frozen pipes uh, in the attic at my sister's house, which then uh, gave us the joy of seeing my brother-in-law come through the ceiling uh, as he was up there working on it. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. Not surprised Drake Stoops returning 2023. That's on the text line. Did I just miss that, that he just announced that? Uh, um, I'll try and see if that's official or not. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, he needs to – I guess he doesn't need to do anything, but he he's probably going to come back, really focus. You know, he's – He's got most of his school and stuff like that behind him. I mean, he'll, you'll obviously have to keep going, but um, he'll be able to really focus on football and, you know, see what he can do to take his take his game to the next level. You know, he's been a he's been a a really solid, consistent football player for them, and uh, it'll be nice to have him still on the offense next year. I haven't seen nope. anything official on that, by the way. Like I, I would expect him to, and maybe I just missed something, yeah. but I haven't seen anything on Twitter that says that that's happening. So, uh, let's see. Mule Shoe goes to Denver, where his wife can raise their kids in a clean, wholesome environment. Rocky Mountain High. It's from the nine one eight. I used to think the same thing about Mule Shoe is not going to take a pro job. Why would he? Eleven million a year, a conference he can win, gets best quarterback in the country every other recruiting class, and now works in a place that lets him skirt the rules and use the portal like it's unlimited free agency to buy players. He's not going anywhere. There's a lot of good points in there. The one thing I would say is the dynamic of his situation is about to dramatically change in two years, going to the Big Ten. Well, I I think the uh the allure of the NFL is something that's going to intrigue Lincoln Riley. Um, I, I'm not saying that he's not going to go to the NFL. I'll just tell you, he is not going to the Denver Broncos. Nah, why would it you? is not happening. Uh, I'm just telling you right now, the Denver Broncos are dead. They are dead for the, like the next four years. They don't have anything. They gave Russell Wilson $250 million. Um, A huge portion of it is guaranteed. He's going to be taking, like, the 2024 season, he takes 18% of their cap. Yeah. And they re- and I think they redid that deal or gave him a new deal after the trade, like early on in the season. He had a terrible training camp. And obviously a really bad start to the year, and they still redid that. It's it's just it's unbelievable that they did that. I still can't believe it. Yeah, he he's making like sixty million dollars this year. He got a fifty million dollar signing bonus, and like a hundred and twenty some million dollars of that is um, is guaranteed. It's just they're dead. It has they, to be the worst have, contract in the NFL. Lincoln ain't running to that. No, there's no way. There's no way. I don't know what they're gonna do. I I have no idea. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.